Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment. Hi there, ladies and gents, boys and girls. Welcome to this episode of the Sophisticated Property Investment Podcast with me, Frank Flegg, founder of Ethical Property Partners, the place where we help you to make annual returns on your properties on a monthly basis. Today, I have a real life story of something that has happened to me today. There are a lot of facets to this story. And so forgive me if I go off on a little tangent down a winding country road and then come back to the main story and then go off on another little footpath. I want to tie in as many educational concepts as possible to this podcast because I've just spent a day coaching our franchisees in our martial arts business and it dawned on me that I spent about two hours talking about content so how to build their schools how to open more schools how to make their businesses more profitable and about four hours talking about mindset about getting your language as strong as possible about thinking empowering thoughts etc and this story today I'll start with the end the end is a potential vendor at the end of a pretty short conversation agreed to sell me 32 properties with a 25% discount, no money down. Now, to me, that's pretty amazing. (laughs) 32 properties on one day, all agreed. That's the end result. I'll end up there, but I'm going to go back to the start and uh, talk you through the, uh, the story. On EPP, we talk a lot about letting people know what you do hundreds of people that I know know that I do property know that I can help people to invest in property know that I can help people who want to sell property know that I can help charities to house homeless people we've just broken 300,000 nights now where someone has slept in a stepping stones bed rather than on the street or sofa surfing very very proud of that achievement but people know that I'm the property guy this isn't people who know they don't know ethical property partners they don't listen to the podcast they don't listen to YouTube or watch YouTube they just know that Michael's dad Frank does property or oh yeah Frank Flegg he does property you know I'm, I'm a dad at school I'm a, a dad at football or swimming or taekwondo Wherever these people know me from, they know that I help people with property. I've networked quite a lot over the last 15 years, much less in the last five years. Very little networking and very little structured networking. I've done informal networking, but the 10 years prior, I did quite a lot of structured networking, went to quite a lot of paid for networking events. You know, you can you can pay 20, 30 quid and spend two, three hours meeting entrepreneurs whom you can joint venture with and whom you can share clients with and do business with. And a lot of my business still comes from that structured networking. I just, to be honest, I can't be bothered anymore. (laughs) So let me take you back to the start. I was on a Zoom call walking with my phone. I do a lot of my Zoom calls when I'm traveling. I just find it more efficient. And so, yeah, I was walking between appointments doing this Zoom call and a call came through from i'm going to call him george okay that's not his real name but i'm going to protect his identity because he may not want everyone to know that uh, i'm buying his portfolio so george gave me a call and i clicked the send to voicemail button because i'm on a zoom call by the way if that happens even though it's ringing really loud in your ears it's going bring 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 and you can't hear everyone on the call 
they can't hear the ringing just so you know i only found that out this week <laughs> i was like apologizing to everyone they're like what are you apologizing for we don't know so i had a call from george sent him to voicemail called again about 30 seconds later which is unusual now i do know george he's in my phone to the best of my knowledge he's never seen any of my marketing which is interesting now i don't know that he could listen to my podcast he could watch the uh, youtube i do not know if he what's the word um i heard someone use this recently stalks me online but i doubt it i doubt it he's um, a successful business person he told me some of the most recent transactions that he's been doing so he's he's really raised his game since i spoke to him last last time i spoke to him five years ago maybe even six years ago it's been a while don't know him particularly well only know him in a business setting and have probably only met him three times never done any business but yeah mutual respect mutual interest in what he does i'm not going to give his industry but it's not that far away from property investing so you know we have a similar outlook on business when i knew him five or six years ago i would expect he had quite a smaller business than he has now and now he has a successful business from what he was saying today so after someone's phoned me twice in one minute i'm gonna make it a priority to phone them back so at the end of the zoom call i was actually coaching one of my employees spouses Uh, they had a business and they asked for half an hour of my time to help them to build a property portfolio and franchise their business they wanted 15 minutes on each which i did uh, free of charge just to uh, just to help them go off in the right direction really so i finished that zoom call after 30 minutes and called george back and we did the pleasantries hey frank um i'd got in my car by this point so i was driving and i said hey george how are you you know how's things and he said yeah really good actually frank yeah really good and he asked me how I was and that, but we didn't really have much to talk about because we don't know each other that well. And um, he said, right, let me cut to the chase. So high D profile, those of you that have taken my advice and learned about DISC, D-I-S-C, DISC profiling, you'll know what a high D profile is, but basically someone who is task focused, fast, to the point, appreciates straight talking. Now, I couldn't remember his profile from five years ago but as i'm on the phone i'm getting up to speed and uh, he's cutting to the chase as he says etc so um he said let me cut the chase got 32 properties and i want to uh, sell them i've got business interests now that are greater and more lucrative i'm bored with property and just want to be shot of it don't want to be spending my time doing it which is interesting isn't it that we have 42 different reasons people sell to us this is one of the mindset elements of investing that I wanted to talk to you about. A lot of people get in their own way with business. We see it in our martial arts business with our franchisees. We see it in our property business with our franchisees. People just trip themselves up in our below market value and control now pay later transactions. I see people talk themselves out of deals all the time. And, and in this story, I'm going to recount to you, you'll see that I do the opposite of that. I talk myself into the deal. I reassure him that I can do the deal. One of the ways that people very effectively talk themselves out of deals is they tell themselves that they're preying on vulnerable vendors, that they are taking advantage, that if they're making money, there must be a loser. If I'm winning, then there must be a loser in the transaction. And of course, that's not the the case. If 
Lamborghini make an amazing car that costs them a hundred grand to build and someone pays quarter of a million for that car the person that bought the car is delighted they've got a quarter of a million pound car that they love and adore Lamborghini are delighted because they've made 150 grand gross profit everyone's happy but in property somehow you don't see people protesting about Amazon the fact that they buy stuff really cheap from China and sell it for more here <laughs> you don't see people going oh Amazon's ripping me off it's like that's the price I can choose to buy it or not but for some reason below market value and sophisticated property investing gets that reputation of taking advantage but it doesn't we don't take advantage of people we strike win-win solutions with people and and if our solution our proposed solution our offer doesn't work for them that's fine no problem at all you should never get offended by someone making you an offer because it just gives you an option and if you choose not to take that option well that's absolutely fine he wanted to sell for basically those reasons he's a bit bored he's enjoying his other business far more his other business is making him far more money it's sucking his time and no doubt increased legislation is putting them off as well it's a lot of work now to stay compliant on a portfolio and so he said i just want to sell these 32 houses frank i'm happy to take 75 percent for them he knows his stuff he's maybe done a bit of research maybe he has watched a few of my videos i don't know maybe he remembered it from five years ago i definitely talked to him about it five years ago he said yeah i'm happy to take 75 percent now and i'd like the balance over the next five or ten years and i said george i really appreciate your directness we bought 27 we're buying 13 now and we'd happily buy those 32 and i can say right now um, you're being straight with me so let me be straight with you if you wanted 85% now I couldn't do it and if you wanted 75% now and the balance in the next 12 months I couldn't do that I can say now with certainty that I can do 75% up front and I can give you the other 25% over the next 10 years and those of you thinking and this is really interesting how you've just reacted to that deal says a lot about your mindset so pay attention how did you just feel when I described that deal did you think that was an amazing deal did you think that was a rubbish deal? Did you think, oh, that's a deal I'd love to do? Wouldn't I be lucky? I didn't get lucky that George phoned me today. I've earned that. I've let enough people know what I do. I've given George enough confidence five years ago that he's remembered me and phoned me five years later, six years later. I don't know how long ago it was. I could look that up, I guess. He was straight with me and I was straight with him. And he said, right, so um, do you want to drop me an email? Now, those of you that are regular listeners, you know, I have a bit of an aversion to email. I probably log into my emails twice a week, by the way, which does sometimes trip me up because people expect you to check them more often. And one of my mentors actually used to have a, an autoresponder that said, I check my emails every other Sunday unless I'm presenting and then it will be once a month. So basically he, he measured, he, he checked his emails about three times every two months, which is amazing. It, it was a bit frustrating when you had to send him something, but what you could do is send him something and then phone him and say, look, can we talk through what I've just emailed, you know, my uh, spreadsheet on this or whatever. So yeah, interesting. But he said, shall I send you an email then and ask yourself, how would you react to that? It's like the dream vendor, isn't it? said 75% now 25% later and those of you thinking well that's not that good a deal that's full market value how much you pay for something doesn't dictate whether it's a good deal or not some people get really fixated on below market value but below market value is just one way of 
doing a good deal. So in this deal, I know I can get lending. I can go to a bridging provider if I want to. I can go to investors, finance investors that will happily lend me 75%. Now he's got mortgages to the value of 75%. He needs 75% to pay off his mortgages, but he's willing to wait for the equity. So, so long as I can raise the 75%, which is quite easy on a if the properties are worth 100%, which obviously they are. Now, we've not talked numbers. We've not said, oh, is it worth 4 million and I'll give you 3 million or anything like that. This will all be based on an external RICS valuation. So a, a RICS valuation conducted for a third party. That's how I always negotiate with my vendors. But we can agree the principle of the deal now. So we'll pay off all his mortgages. The properties will transfer into our name. We will be the, the legal owner of the properties. And then we will pay him the other 25% over time. And I said to him, I can do it over 10 years. He had said five to 10 years. And I said, I can do it over 10 years because the part of the country where these properties are, they will be quite high cash flowing properties. And I know that just from the, the town that they're in. He told me the town. There's also economies of scale because if there's 32 of them, then, you know, refurb teams. I can negotiate a really good deal with letting agents if I want to have letting agents, which I almost certainly will. Everything becomes cheaper when you have 32 properties in a small area and I believe they are in a small area I'm not certain on that the reason that's such a good deal and the reason it's a no money down deal is because the 75% I can borrow against the value of the portfolio so I can give a first charge on all of the properties for 75% of the money whether that's from a bridging provider whether that's from a finance investor could be a combination of both like we did with the Bedford portfolio we took bridging on on say 1.8 1.9 and then we took private in finance on 600k 700k and that added up to 2.5 million which was the purchase price even though it was valued at 3.6 million in this instance I don't even know the value I didn't ask him what the value was I can probably guess what value each house is given the area of the country but we'll see might be a few surprises in there but I know they'll be highly cash flow positive so what we will do is we will arrange for a payment structure over the next 10 years of X amount a month that will come out of the positive cash flow. I, I generally try and go 50-50. It doesn't always work, but 50% of the positive cash flow comes to me and 50% goes to the vendor. And over 10 years, you, you work it out, you structure it in such a way. I don't like balloon payments because then I've got to find a big chunk of money at some point in the future. But I do it in such a way that on the 120th payment, it's paid off. And obviously at that point, and, and let's just look at this from the vendor's perspective. The vendor's thinking he's getting market value for the property, today's market value. And he's got a nice income over the next 10 years. Quite a significant income, I would have thought. And he's got none of the issues of maintaining the properties, keeping them legal, compliant, uh, moving tenants in, moving them out, chasing problem tenants. He was actually sat outside a property when I phoned him back, waiting to go in because he had just evicted a tenant. And he said, I know the property is going to be in a rubbish condition. And I can see that they've left the heating on because there's all steam coming out of the boiler, <laughs> boiler flue. And you could just tell he was fed up with it, fed up with doing that kind of work. I wonder if he manages them himself. He may do, in which case it's a massive workload. And if he's now got a business paying him a far higher 
hourly rate, then it makes sense, doesn't it? It makes sense for him to sell them and, and make more money from his other business. But this is going to give him an income for the next 10 years and takes all that hassle off his plate. It's a good deal for him. Why is it a good deal for me? Well, it's no money down now and I'm going to get half of the positive cash flow. Now, let's just assume, and this is a bit of an assumption, but I reckon these properties will probably be £200 a month positive cash flow could be a bit more but if they're leveraged at 75 percent, then probably that yeah they could be 300 but that part of the country let's go with 200 pounds per property on average so that's 3200 pounds times two is 6400 pounds a month positive cash flow if we give him half 3200 pounds to him that's a decent income so what's that per year is 32,000 pounds plus 3,000 plus six is about 38, isn't it? About 38, 39,000 pounds a year. So he's getting a 40K income off this for 10 years, 400 grand. I don't know what the end value is. And that's where you have to use what we call the deal equalizer to work out the payment and the period of time. You know, we could make it eight years, could make it 12 years, depends on how much we have to pay him. It depends on the cash flow positive, how cash flow positive the portfolio is. So from my perspective, I'm getting control of the portfolio now and ownership. I'm earning £3,200 a month that I'm putting in my own pocket every month for no money in. And in 10 years time, I, it then jumps to £6,400 because I'm no longer paying him. Of course, it's better than that because the let's assume I don't refinance at all the rents go up during that 10 year period. So rents are going up, oh my goodness, at an amazing rate at the moment. They're going up faster than inflation uh, at the moment, on my portfolio at least. And so if they go up by 10%, 20% over X amount of time, then all of a sudden it's not £6,000 going up by 10%. It's the total rent on the total portfolio going up by 10%. So let's just assume those properties were bringing in £600 a month and of which 200 was profit. That's possible. 10% on £600 is £60. But all of your other costs have stayed the same. So now you're not making £200. You're making £260 a month and you can see that's a 30% increase it really is amazing when you start doing the numbers when you factor inflation in and that's why inflation is is such a powerful tool for governments to erode debt etc but it works in our favor for property investing as well it obviously costs us as well and people focus on the negatives and that's why there aren't many buyers around at the moment the the volume of transactions is dropping through the floor at the moment but inflation helps us with rents. And so my £3,200 will become 3500 in perhaps as short as a year. And then it might become £4,000 in, in, in the next year. It will grow and grow and grow whilst I'm only paying 3200 fixed for 10 years to the vendor. In addition to that, so at the end of the of the 10 years, rather than 6,400 a month, I might actually be getting 10,000 pounds a month. That's possible, not guaranteed, but it doesn't really matter if it's only 6,000 pound a month, it all adds up. But in addition to that, the property portfolio, one would expect it to have gone up in value in the next 10 years. And some of you will be thinking, oh, what if it drops next year or drops in the next two years? I don't care. It hasn't cost me any money. There's no opportunity cost of me buying this. There is a risk, 
So I would need to protect myself against interest rate rises. So I'd probably fix a lot of those on three-year fix, two-year fix, five-year fix. I don't think you can get any longer than five-year fix at the moment on buy-to-let products. Um, I wouldn't mind about paying high interest rates at the moment. I'd probably get these at five, five and a half percent, which seems high, but is fine on that kind of high cash flowing portfolio. But of course, the properties will have gone up as well. So in 10 years time, they won't be 75% leveraged. If they've doubled in value, they will be it's about 40 odd percent, isn't it? Just under 40% loan to value. Well, that'd be a nice portfolio to have, wouldn't it? 10 grand a month coming in and 40% loan to value. You could sell a few at that point and pay off mortgages on the rest. You could have probably 20 properties unencumbered in just 10 years. I'm 40 years old. That's when I'm 50. I'm not even uh, considering retirement at that point. And, you know, not hard to live off 10 grand a month, is it? And so you can see how these deals, they just accumulate. They get better and better with time, like a fine wine. (laughs) So there's a few concepts there. The first is recognising that this is a great deal for him and for us. The second is, I don't want to close this on email so he said shall I send you an email and I said no (laughs) the best thing for us to do is to meet up and have a coffee so it'll take us a couple hours but we'll go through all the details and we already know we've got an agreement in principle but we can go through it and we can get it written up on a head to terms and he said okay that sounds great oh unfortunately we live about three hours drive apart Uh, He said, are you up this way anytime soon? And I said, no, actually. I said, do you come down near me at all? And he said, actually, I do. I come down to Stamford. I've got some business interests in Stamford. And I said, well, that's only an hour from me. I'm in Corn in Leicestershire. I said, I can meet you in Stamford. How about uh, we go out for lunch? I said, I'd rather that than, you know, be rushed. And he said, Frank, I know you. You'll be wanting to uh, sign up the deal there and then. I said, yeah, absolutely, I will. George, there's nearly used his real name again. <laughs> Absolutely, I will, George. No point messing around. If you want to sell and, and we can reach an agreement, obviously it depends on us reaching an agreement, but I said, what you've already shared with me, it's, uh, it'll work. So yeah, we'll sign it up and get cracking. I said, on the one I'm buying at the moment, always useful to refer to ones you're currently doing. I said, on the one we're buying at the moment, we've instructed solicitors, but I am popping up to um, Newcastle to view all 13 with the vendor. I said to view 32, it might take more than a day, it might take a couple of days. But I said, we'll go around them. Um, it's just to check the roofs aren't falling in. It's to check that they're in decent condition. But I said, I'm, I'm not precious about my properties. They're already tenanted. So I know they're going to be in a decent letable condition. And that's the only um, criteria. So yeah, it's a, it's a done deal. And he said, okay, brilliant well let's get a date in the diary he said i'm going to struggle before christmas but i'd like to get this going before christmas which is interesting that shows he's not in a massive hurry but wants to move on and i said well just let me know when you can get down to stamford and i'll i'll juggle my diary to make it happen which which i will i'll, I'll do my absolute best to meet with him when whenever suitable for him or convenient for him he um has agreed to email over now i do need his email but not to do the tra- no, the negotiation which many people would have tried to then do the negotiation on email I won't mention any numbers on email I won't mention the deal I won't 
put ahead to terms together. These are all rookie mistakes that people would have made. I just want to meet him for a coffee and we'll write the head to terms together on a piece of paper, on a pen I've probably borrowed from a waitress because I want it to be authentic. I want it to be in the moment. I want us to come up with a deal together. And so it'll come in. And if it doesn't come in today, I'll give him a call tomorrow lunchtime, maybe, and just go, oh, were you going to send that across, mate? And once I've got that, I'll have a quick look at it. I'll then remind him to book in this coffee and we'll have a coffee hopefully before Christmas. That's quite a nice deal. It's just fallen in my lap today. In terms of how I'm going to structure it, that's a lot of work applying for 32 mortgages is a lot of work we might not do them on individual mortgages we could so we could just buy them at the 75 percent price and put a 25 percent deposit in and then refinance after six months at the the true market value we may do some like that the lenders often want to know why they've jumped in value so much so that can be a bit of a a pain um, and slow down the refinance and you tie up your 25% of the 75% for six months. But we could do something like that. We might do some just straight with bridging and, and finance investment. And if he's not in a hurry, I might actually negotiate to do half first whilst managing the other half for him. So he hands over the keys for all 32 up front we buy half whilst giving him 100% of the income on the other 16 that we're managing for him and then we buy the second half and that might be easier for us that might free up more cash um, or keep it less cash hungry as a deal and it's less work as well because you haven't got to go and um, sign up all 32 tenants onto new tenancy agreements at the same time etc so we got a few options of doing this but that can all be discussed but I was thinking to myself then after I'd had this conversation so the, the, the conversation was yes I'd love to buy it right up my street happy to help then my question to myself after I'd got off the phone it was probably a 15 minute conversation it wasn't that long my, my question to myself then is was how do I want to buy this What's the best way of buying it? And I've given you a few options there of how we might buy it. And I honestly don't know. I'm not being vague. It will depend on cash reserves at that time. It will depend on other refinancing we've got going on, workload, other business interests. It all all factors in. We might have other investors that are asking for their money back. So we'd have to pay them and that might leave us with less cash than we might need or we might have investors asking to lend us money and so it might be an opportunity to put the funds into these purchases it really really depends and and can be quite hard to plan actually well because we're buying these 13 at the moment that's going to take us till january probably february into february um and that's quite a lot of work for us we then probably buy these ones in february march april maybe um, and it would be lovely if we could do half in April and half in June, something like that. But I don't know what his time frames are. And if he says, no, I need them all done in February, well, <laughs> we'll get them done in February. We'll just have to probably commandeer a conveyancer from a firm and get them to work solely on our transactions for that time, which which again is doable. You just have to pay enough in fees to to do it. So I was sat there then on this car journey, having got a bit excited about a big deal that'd be the biggest deal I've ever done by the way 27 was the biggest I've ever done and then doing 32 next year that uh, that'd be the biggest we've ever done and I thought to myself who do I want to joint venture with on this do I want to joint venture and I thought yes 
Yes, I do. So I gave a franchisee a call and I said to the uh, the franchisee, I said, would you like to buy these 32 properties? It would be your responsibility to sort the financing out, whether it's private finance, bridging finance, mortgage finance. It'd be your responsibility to sort out the refinancing afterwards and it'd be your responsibility to manage the tenants or manage the letting agents to manage the tenants. Not an insignificant amount of work. <laughs> and they actually said that on the call and I said yeah absolutely I said but we'll be 50-50 partners so do you want half of 32 properties and they said in a heartbeat they said yeah yeah that worked great and so literally in the space of half an hour I went from not knowing that this opportunity existed whilst doing some free coaching for someone and missing the call twice and I don't like hanging up on someone because when you hit hang up it's already rung a couple of times and then it goes to voicemail and they know that you've said no to them but it was very graceful um old george and so i'd gone from not even knowing about the deal to understanding the vendor's motivation understanding the deal agreeing in principle how we were going to buy it and then having a jv partner that was going to do literally all the work on it i might go and see them for me to now own a 50% share in all those properties, there's probably 15 hours work for me. Really not a lot of work from start to finish. That's until we complete. Now for my JV partner, that might be whew, a few hundred hours work, I would have thought. But that's the nature of the JV. They wouldn't have this deal without me. So I'm bringing the deal to the table. I'll meet with the guy. Now that my JV partner has said yes, I'll bring them along to the sign-up meeting the heads of terms meeting so that they can meet george and george can get to know them and i'll explain look it's going to be my jv partner that you're speaking to on this but if there's ever an issue just phone me i'm still in the background keeping a track on what's going on and i will i'll probably spend a few minutes on the phone once a week with my jv partner just asking how it's going how progress is generally won't speak to the vendor after that initial meeting unless something goes wrong and then I'll get involved and yeah two months four months six months it depends maybe even longer depending on the urgency we'll own the portfolio and it's it really is as simple as that and I thought I would just share with you that story so that you can hear how easy it is to do these deals and the different factors the different psychology of doing sophisticated property investment deals that guy came back to me after five years, never shown a shred of interest in selling the property and then came back to me and said, Frank, I've got 32. That could happen to anyone. Absolutely. You probably know people who will do a sophisticated deal with you. They just don't know that you can help them. And so if you're going to do one thing over Christmas, guys, let it be this. Let it be that you have your mind, your eyes, your ears open, your spider senses open to people who you can help with property problems they want to put money into property they want to sell property because you're bound to bump into several of them over the christmas holidays and if you're looking out for it you can actually help them and achieve a win-win until next time happy investing sophisticated property investing a podcast brought to you by ethical property partners the experts in sophisticated property investment